Welcome everybody to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I am your host, Nick Wagella, and I'm joined today for the, I don't know how many times, but Jordan Lang back in the house. Welcome back, Jordan. It's been a while since I've seen you last. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Well, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, let me twist this mic a little because it looks a little fucked up. Eh, you know mic what? check. You're just going to have to deal with it, okay? Just talk on this side of it. How do I sound? I think you sound fine, right? All right. <laughs> that sounds fine. I like to be louder than everyone else anyway, so it works <laughs> out for me. That goes against the message of your show, doesn't it? <laughs> kind of, but you know. <laughs> you just have to listen. Right. right. I, well, I've only listened to a few episodes of this podcast, actually. I don't really like it that much. Oh, well, I've, <laughs> I definitely am a bigger fan of this podcast than you are, then. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, uh, in regards to what we're drinking tonight, I am a little worried on what we're going to put on the shelf. Oh, yeah. Um, Find a placeholder, but maybe we should explain what we're drinking first. All right, Jordan, since you are uh, one of the few guests that ever bring the drink, even though I did have one prepared, you had yes. something else in mind. What are we drinking? All right. I'm very excited about this. Uh, this is, uh, I've been brewing kombucha for the past year, mm-hmm. and uh, recently I started uh, doing an extra fermentation with uh, wine yeast, okay. so I kick the alcohol levels about um, anywhere to 5 to 10%. Okay. So this is kombucha wine. It is an apple cider flavor, and I'm, I'm pretty happy how this one turned out. Okay. I've been saving these ones for this podcast. <laughs> so you're saying this is, you don't know, but between 5 and 10%. Oh, yeah. ABV. I'm not fucking taking this in a lab <laughs> and measuring it out. Don't they have I, like something you can like stick in it or something, like a pregnancy test? <laughs> <laughs> if there is, let me know, because that would be great. I just kind of do by feel. This one is, um, it depends how long they ferment. Uh-huh. So this one, I kind of am ballparking around 5 to 6. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. uh, why don't we pop this bottle and uh you pour me a drink all right can do now um you say pop the bottle um that's the thing about brewing is that uh they can explode because uh uh the yeast and this also has um like little bacteria in it Mm -hmm. hence kombucha uh they feed off the sugars and they produce a gas that's um co2 and when you have it in a sealed bottle, it builds up. So you have to like open the bottle every couple of days or something? Yeah, it's called burping. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I had actually uh, two bottles blow up in my fridge. Oh, that's awesome. That must have been fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it definitely was. Uh, and after I thought I cleaned it up, uh, there was a smell that started accumulating throughout my basement. And I, I thought I cleaned it up. So I found a spot. I would find another spot like a day later and the smell just wouldn't go away. And then I noticed that the back of my fridge has a little trap for in case like too much like liquid builds up somewhere. Uh-huh. And there was like a whole like the whole trap was filled with this kombucha and it's just like a bunch of sugar and it's starting to rot. And it was <laughs> like the mother load of awful smells. Oh, man. Well, I can tell you what is not an awful smell, and that is this aroma that I am picking up here. Oh, yeah. It smells like fall, which we didn't get this year, so um, this is refreshing. <laughs> Cheers, my brother. Thank you for the kombucha. You're quite welcome. And let's try this out. It tastes like apple cider with a bit of alcohol in it. Yeah, it kind of is. Right? I got a little cinnamon sticks in there, too, for uh, flavor. I dig it. 
Have you had this batch before? Or is this a special split six only brew? Uh, this is the first time I did apple cider. Okay. Um, we'll try it out. Come on. Yeah, I I have tried it. Oh, I, I brewed five gallons of this. This is oh. the last of the batch. <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking this stuff nonstop for like a month. <laughs> well, sweet. I dig it. And um, yeah, I'm only concerned is what we're going to put on the shelf. So you're gonna I'll come me. up with something. All right. All right. I'll, All right. I'll save a, I'll, 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 maybe I'll put one of these cups up there while we're making it a placeholder. Yeah. I would say like a mason jar. That would be good. And then Maybe. I can just like print out a label. Uh-huh. I just come up with like some. Just take the splits. In. Unfortunately, you're going to be the one spot that's right behind that pole, so <laughs> you can rearrange it. <laughs> oh, I don't know if we can do that. Beer number one, sports. Yay, sports! Turning into my Yay. new least favorite category on this. Hey, podcast. it's always been my least favorite category. <laughs> you know this this podcast is my soul. Uh, source of uh, sports news. Oh, cool! Well, <laughs> I, I, ho- I hope we have some uh, topic topping points you can like use in like a conversation with some sports fans. Yeah, we'll we'll find something. I mean, last week you talked about esports with Cruck, and um, I can uh, shed some light a little bit more <laughs> at least yeah. than what you guys did. Right. Uh, yeah. So, I, other than the Lions sucking, what else is going on in sports? Well. You know, we'll get to the Lions, I suppose, because I have a bunch of rant to rant about them. But the biggest news other than that in the sports world is uh, Minnesota Timberwolves guard Jimmy Butler was traded yeah. to the 76ers Ooh. with a big blockbuster trade. I believe they got Saric and someone else that I can't remember because I am not that plugged into the uh, basketball zeitgeist. But um, So Jimmy Butler, one of the best uh, shooting guards or point guards, I, I think he's a shooting guard, but in the league... Uh, goes to one of the best teams in the East in the 76ers to pair him up with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid yeah. and creating a team that I think will be favored to come out of the East now. So great trade for uh, both teams because Jimmy Butler was leaving after this year and they got some good players out of it. Um, the only only interesting thing is like the Houston Rockets had offered four first-round picks for Jimmy Butler, but they turned that down. Which is a tough deal to turn down because yeah. I mean, but you, you gotta consider that if Butler did go to the Rockets, they're instant title contenders and their picks are gonna be kind of garbage anyway. So yeah, um, get glad uh, Minnesota got some role players. You know, I mean, no one's gonna beat Golden State right now anyway, except for maybe the Seventy Sixers now. But uh, I say good. It's, good it's trade. still a David and Goliath matchup. Right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ben Simmons, the star point guard on the Sixers, is really good, probably the best passer in the league, but he can't shoot. And in this NBA, you need everybody on your team to be able to shoot because that's what the Warriors do to you. Well, thanks, Steph Curry, for that one. I love Steph Curry, but getting a little tired of this uh, super team. I liked him better when they were underdogs. I always root for the underdogs. Mm -hmm. Always. It's... You, you can't lose. I mean, if you win, you win big. And if you lose, you're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I didn't expect them to win in the first place. Right. So I, I'm like a fair weather fan that way. I find out who team, what team, which person, whatever sport. And yeah, I always, I always want like, um, like a good, like competition. Yeah. 
and then like outcome i don't really give a shit rooting for the underdog does like make you be able to get involved in like any game mm -hmm. like if if it's a close game with underdog you know it's like kind of makes you feel passion for this team you don't really give a shit about you know yeah like that's how i got into basketball was rooting against lebron james so every other team was the underdog (laughs) and uh they were just my new favorite team of the week (laughs) because you know how terrible the pistons have been still are and yeah i used to be like the biggest pistons fan Mm -hmm. huge like i knew every player's weight and height (laughs) (laughs) that is a really big pistons fan (laughs) yeah i I went to uh, i don't know like 20 games on 2005 or something like that yeah right after they won Mm -hmm. yeah i was at the brawl Oh yeah, yeah, you've told me that. Mm-hmm. That 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 outweighs any game I've ever <laughs> been to. I know I've been to some miraculous games in my life and you know, I guess I'm thankful I went to Justin Verlander's first no hitter, but I don't like baseball, so it kinda wastes <laughs> <my game. laughs> Um but yeah, so the East has been shaken up. I mean it's still gonna be a three team race between the Celtics the Raptors and now what I believe is the favorites assuming Jimmy Butler doesn't fuck up the chemistry uh the 76ers um but you know I I kind of I don't know I don't know I kind of still put the edge on the Celtics because of how good their coach is Mm -hmm. and you know but Jimmy Butler is just such a phenomenal player he's like the ultimate try hard player like he gives it his all and he just wants to win which is kind of rare so he's a point guard I think he's a shooting guard. Okay. Like, defensive-minded. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Heights important in basketball. You don't need to know he's not. But... He's not short, but he's not, like, the tallest person. You know? Okay. I think it's probably, like, you know, standard basketball height, whatever the average would be. Yeah, shooting guards range between, I don't know, they could be, like, six foot to, like, like six, nine. <laughs> it's kind of like... Uh... We're just going to try to pull this over here a little more. All right, so you see this front part, like, where the two lines go down? That's where the mic... Hold on a second. Sorry, everybody. Uh, Hold on. Technical difficulties. I'm just going to twist this around. I think I can do this. Oh, fuck. I'm going to fuck anything up. I just wish this was easier. You know what? Just talking to this... I'm sorry. Scoot your chair over that way just to to drop. (laughs) To my left? To the other way. There you go. Now that should be fine. Perfect. Sorry, everybody. Um, but hey, you, you got some behind the scenes actions there. <laughs> Testing. You're good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. Basketball doesn't really get going until Christmas, so people don't care about it because football's still going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, in hockey news, last week we talked about the Red Wings, and I think they had like a six game winning streak. Um, so maybe things are coming together there. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, no faith in Detroit sports. Gosh, what a dark time. What a dark time in all aspects of life, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, darkest of all is the Detroit Lions. They had another embarrassing lost, loss uh, on Sunday, yesterday. And uh, their season is officially over. I guess not technically officially, but come on. There's no way they're making the playoffs. <laughs> no, there's there's no way they're going to win more than five games, which is two more games, because they have a tough matchup against Carolina. Though they're at home, they're probably going to get blown out. Then they come back on Thanksgiving being home against the team they just got blown out against, the well, Bears. Okay, so they're supposed to lose to uh, the Panthers, right? Yes. Okay, so they're probably going to win. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think the, the wheels are off the wagon, and... Uh, they, I don't know how they somehow beat the Patriots and the Packers, but 
Yeah, it happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the real question is, was Matt Patricia, our new head coach, a mistake to hire? And I'm at the point where, for sure, 100% yes. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he could turn it around next year, but this was a team that was built to contend for the division, and they have vastly underperformed. We traded our best wide receiver because of how poorly we were doing in Golden Tate. And, you know, I don't know. It's bleak as fuck. How much do you think is on the, the players for that, though? I think a lot of it's on Stafford. I really wouldn't blame many other players. Um because, you know, they're just... I don't think anyone's, like, not trying. I don't think Stafford's not trying. I just think he's not good, And even though we thought he was. And I think once once he's been starting to take sacks a lot, and he, he's, he's a quarterback that needs confidence, and the Lions don't ever instill confidence in their teams because they're the fucking Detroit Lions, and they are forever doomed to futility. <clears throat> uh, Detroit sports... Detroit sports, baby. So the question is, going forward, what's going to happen? Because our GM, Bob Quinn, came over from the Patriots. Matt Patricia, the coach he personally picked to hire, came over from the Patriots. And a lot of our thing is like we're trying to like do it the Patriot way. But history is not on our side for no other coach that came from the Patriots has ever been successful. And I think a lot of the Patriots' success is due to the greatness that they have at the quarterback position in Tom Brady, even though people want to like say, like, oh, he's just a dink and dunker. I don't care. That guy's fucking brilliant. And Bill Belichick is brilliant. Yeah. But you can't replicate that. So I don't know why we are trying to do it that way. Our offensive coordinator needs to be fired, Jim Bob Cooter. You know, who cares if he has a cool name? I like people that have <laughs> cool names, but... <laughs> <laughs> but JBC's got to go because I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know how to fix this team because on paper they should have one of the best offenses in the league, and they've scored like twenty four points in the last like two two weeks or something. I don't. That's a little bit of a exaggeration. I think they but. scored twenty four points in the last game, but they still lost. <laughs> they by only scored nine digits. the one before that. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a uh, the Vikings they played. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's unacceptable because of how much money we pay Matthew Stafford to lead our offense when he can't fucking do it. And I know our line, our offensive line has not been playing well, but still, this guy is shell-shocked. He looks like Eli Manning out there, like how Harsh Eli words. Manning looks now. Yeah, I mean, I don't give a shit if you have the best arm in the league. If you can't put the ball where it needs to go, read defenses, and assign uh, blitz pickups, you're not going to thrive in this NFL where defenses are more than ever coming after the quarterback because you can't stop them because of the rules like by good corner play anymore like you, the only way to stop a team is to get after the quarterback and shell shock them and we have a quarterback that is easily shell shocked hashtag teenage mutant ninja turtle oh uh, <laughs> you kind of mumbled it I was like uh, oh okay I got it sorry I was like regretting saying it because that's not funny but... <laughs> dude I laughed I find it funny that's funny. <laughs> so what's your favorite sport? Um, Rocket League. Fuck yeah, <laughs> dude. Rocket League. Have you, you ever to... watched eSports for Rocket League? It's I have re- not. Okay, that is one of the most like ridiculous, uh, like uh, the highest contrast between like a casual <laughs> player and a professional player. Watch Rocket League professionals. 
for those of you that are listening that don't know randomly, I don't know how many of, them, <laughs> of those are you, but um, Rocket League is a game where you drive race cars and you hit a giant soccer ball into nets. It's like normally three on three or two on two or something. Yeah, tech, there's different modes in Rocket League. That one is uh, technically called Soccar. Oh, Soccar. <laughs> yeah, they came out with that one <laughs> last How original. Year. <laughs> yeah, but it's got the word car. Yeah, I know. I get it. <laughs> it's hilarious, dude. If you understood humor, you would get it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so uh, that's a fun... You were the one that introduced me to that game uh, some odd years ago now. Yeah, yeah. I think it's been out for, like, almost four years now. Mm. Um, but well, the community's still going strong. It's a great game where you can just, like, get a buzz going, uh, mm. just join a party with a friend, and just, like, just play a few games and just, you know... Yeah, me and friend of the podcast, Mitchell Wagella, my brother, play it all the time on the Switch online. Oh yeah, it's on the Switch now. Yeah, I've been playing it for what's ever since it came out. I've been uh, using it. It's the only reason I have Nintendo Switch paid online services now. Holy shit, you have to pay for online? Just came. It's really cheap. It's like $12 for a year. So oh, okay. It's not like okay, so Xbox. It's, yeah. I don't, does PlayStation charge now? They do now, ever since the 4 came out. Okay. Uh, they, they had a service for the 3 where it was called PlayStation Plus. Yeah. And uh, pretty much you just got like deals, but now it's like for their online services. Got you. I think I still pay for that. I haven't, I haven't played my PlayStation in like a year. <laughs> And that I think it's like forty dollars for a year, yeah. Which is obviously a lot more, a lot than, more 12, than Nintendo. A lot more. Well, you know, yeah. like twelve is fair. Twelve is totally fair, especially for Nintendo when they don't offer like many games that you need to be online for. Like Rocket League is one of the few, I think. Yeah. Well, and Smash Bros is getting that up there, comes out, but yeah. they usually have pretty shitty um, mm. online support, historically speaking. Right. I guess it's Mario Kart, but I mean, come on. <laughs> Mario Kart is only fun if you're playing with your friends right. and shit talking them. And drinking beers while you're playing drinking and driving or whatever people want to call it beerio kart. Mario Kart drunk driving. Drunk driving. Yeah. yeah. See, bunch of names. <laughs> but uh in other sports news, I don't know what the fuck else to even talk about for this segment. Um well, let's see. Uh we can pivot over to esports. All right. You do know well, like you, you said you know quite a bit about esports. No, I don't know quite a bit. Oh, I know more than you though. That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't saying much. So what do you what do you know what the biggest esport is? Um, right now, um, let's see. Well, Fortnite is has the biggest player base. Oh, Fortnite! So, I've played that a few times on my Switch, and I suck at it, and I don't get it. I I've played PUBG. I, yeah, I I played uh, PUBG for a little bit, but. It, like Fortnite, um, from a design perspective, is a better game. It's okay. a quicker pace. Um, you know, it, the, and PUBG, it's a lot more waiting. You probably yeah. wait eighty percent of the entire like round. That's what I like. I like that built up <laughs> anticipation. You just kind of like just sit there. It's it's good if you're just playing with in a party with a friend and you just kind of yeah. like dick around for a bit and you're like, dude, we're the last three left and we haven't <laughs> killed a single person. <laughs> And then you just somehow come out on top. Um, but biggest esport probably would be like, I don't know. Um, StarCraft is still pretty big. Uh, they just had the first white person 
<laughs> the first first non-Korean to oh. win the StarCraft uh, Global Championship. What's StarCraft? StarCraft is an RTS, a real-time strategy game. Okay. So it's like resource management. You played um you played a bunch of these with um when you were a kid. Uh like like Red Alert? Red Alert. Red okay. Alert would be like that. Yeah, I love yeah, Red Alert. So StarCraft is kind of like the granddaddy of all RTSs. Okay. And StarCraft 2, which has like came out like a decade ago now, <laughs> um, it, it's still like a huge game, and uh, it's a national pastime in uh, South Korea. Really? Like, oh, big time. The biggest celebrities are uh, StarCraft players. Wow. Uh, the next biggest celebrity is just some other esports. Okay. But it's ridiculous how good these people are their fingers are moving they do like uh, apms which is actions per minute and they just have hotkeys macroed across their entire keyboard and they're just moving uh, pieces left and right and performing actions and you gotta put a lot of time into that uh yeah like uh tens of thousands of hours a year <laughs> wow like that's all they do eat sleep and play starcraft you know, I think they probably don't even sleep. It's just probably <laughs> eat like um, eat Adderall, <laughs> yeah. sleep, and play StarCraft. <laughs> yeah, just go into like some coma state for like a couple hours every night, and then just go back into StarCraft. <laughs> you ever played a video game for like an absurd amount of time? Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, I have. I don't. Th- I don't think I ever got that. I think the only game that came close was Guitar Hero. But <laughs> uh, you were the best Guitar Hero player when <laughs> that I can remember. You played um, uh, Rage Against the Machines, Bulls on Parade, without looking. It was killing in the name, but yes, that oh, is true. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, and I was like so blown away by that. You're just like, hey guys, you want to see some? And you just like <laughs> stared at us the whole time while you played it. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god. Uh, my proudest moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I never got too good at uh, Guitar Hero. I mean, I could play every song on Expert. Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of like baseline compared to other people. Oh, uh, dude, I've seen some videos online of people playing like some of these crazy songs, seeing 100% on Expert. Oh, well, I'm like, well, yeah, like. Uh, through the fire and flames is still like the the hardest um, one probably i mean they have mm-hmm. custom ones on pc uh so you can make whatever one you want oh that's cool and you hit the the notes um so you have if you have it on pc you can still like play an endless library of it none of them I are like legal they're not licensed or anything but you they're all free download it somehow. Yeah. someone made it someone put a soundtrack to it and placed where the notes should be and they're usually pretty made they're made pretty well yeah i mean i think like if you know anything about guitar, you could probably make a song into a Guitar Hero song because it's, you know, so... If you know yeah, anything about rhythm, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to hit the beats. Right. Ah, I miss playing that game so much. I was... those That that game and Rock Band were big influences on my life. Dude, why isn't Guitar Hero in esports? That would be interesting. I don't know. Um, I think it's probably tough to battle against each other. Like... I mean, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure you just could play two, next to each other, but uh, I mean, like, there there was a battle once mode. you get to a point where like because the best people are always gonna get a hundred percent, you know? Yeah, well, always, and mm. maybe probably it probably wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a nice idea to have though, right? Because it, it's not like you're battling against somebody; you're like battling simultaneously with somebody to see who is better, not yeah. like. 
You know, not like when you're playing like online basketball where you're trying to like play defense and shit too. Well, um, did you play guitar? This was the last guitar you ever played. Was Guitar Hero Three? I think that was my favorite one. Yeah, mine too. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's the only one I ever owned. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a battle mode in that where you, you had like uh, mm-hmm. you would hit a combo, uh, like it had a bunch of chords. You could do an attack on someone. And, like, it would just kind of, like, screw up their screen a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, you know, and it was kind of like a tug-of-war-based score. So it wasn't how many points you had. It was whoever had the streak going the longest. But that probably wouldn't work. It was how everyone's right. hitting like, perfect y- notes. You know, like, if I can play Killing in the Name backwards, mm-hmm. hitting almost everything. Like, I'm sure there's people better than me that can do that also. And, like, what's the point of screwing up there's their screen, There's plenty you know? of videos. There's plenty of videos of people <laughs> doing that exact same thing. Yeah. On the, they they did for through the fire and flames the hardest song yeah and it's like six minutes long they play the entirety of it without looking at the screen once mm-hmm. it's ridiculous they get a perfect score you know it's like it's just battling the game not another person playing the game because the game has its limits like it can't get smarter and better than you it just is what it is yeah it's kind of like the speedrun community uh, like where people just like sit down and try to play a game as fast mm-hmm. as they can. Yeah. You know, find exploits and whatnot. I know. I always see those videos and I'm like, wait, they're just cheating because they're like. But the brilliance of their cheating is what people like. Well, are like, they like, sit down and watch? I think I I am impressed by speed runs, but not when they like have to hack the system to make it go faster. I don't like that. Well. They find exploits that are built into the game. Oh, really? Yeah, they don't actually like reprogram the source code of the game or anything like that. They oh, don't, like, I thought they cheated. Like, no, no, everything's community regulated. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, one that was has an interesting history was uh, Sonic Adventure Battle Two. Okay. Um, they even like uh, so like an example was that the uh, the Japanese version uh, would load slower on PC. And one of the best players was playing it on PC, and he was from Japan. Okay. And so everyone in the the states that was playing it on the computer, they had quicker load times in between levels, and they that still counts in the timer. And then uh, someone beat him, and then someone realized, holy shit, that's like an extra like two seconds that this guy had throughout the entire game that would have put him probably like an extra like five minutes still ahead of the person who just beat him. Okay. Yeah, so like they were like, okay, so uh, we'll have to regulate the timing based off of, I don't know. I, I can't remember what the resolution was. Yeah. But there's like a discussion between like the, the uh, top leaders of the board and like what they deem mm-hmm. to be fair. What what starts as, what counts as like the start time for the game. What what would be like, uh, like you know, everyone wants to be on a universal playing field. Right. Yeah, they, they do it for the sake of competition. They don't want just their name to be up there. Mm-hmm. They want to actually earn that, so th- that's that's kind of cool. So everyone is like a big one is um, Super Mario sixty four. Yeah, that's the one I saw that I thought they cheated on. No, they didn't like implement hacks. They actually exploited um, like glitches in the game. Uh, like uh-huh. you can go up that you know that infinite. You ever play uh, Super Mario sixty four? Yeah, of course. Okay, so you know, that infinite staircase. You know, you, if you yes. don't have enough stars, it just goes on forever. Right. Right. Uh, if you like jump up that and turn around and like dive, uh, you get like stuck on a, a hitbox on the step, and it like shoots you up to the top of the steps, and you get to Bowser like right away. So you can beat okay. the whole game in under twenty minutes. I, but I, I think I saw something where, like, it, I don't I mean, I might be remembering this wrong, but, like, f- for that speed run, mm-hmm. uh, like, he started off by, like, 
doing some weird move where he bounces on his butt and he starts moving super fast. Um, that might be the one that I'm talking about. Uh, was it up the stairs? It wasn't up. It started off. I, I stopped watching it right at the beginning. It started right at the beginning. He started going super fast. All like exploits. That. All exploits. That's weird. So is it harder to do exploits on like the newer games? Um, I don't. I don't. I can't really think of any new games. Everyone just wants <laughs> to play old games. Well, I saw the speed run, or I didn't see it, but I heard about the speed run for Legend of Zelda. Oh yeah. For the wild. Yeah. yeah. But oh, I know that okay. that's uh, I know that's just normal because if you're just perfect at the game, you can go straight to the boss right at the end. Yeah. So um, that one, I feel I didn't I didn't actually watch it. I don't know if they use use any exploits, but I'm sure you could just beat it right away if you. I mean, uh, to perfect to be a, like a world record holder for time, everything finds an exploit. Everything okay. is exploitable. That's kind of like the the mantra for speedrunning. Yeah. Um, do you ever see the speed run for Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time? I have not. They're, that one's really interesting. Okay. Um, when they even because it, that was a really popular game to speed run, and when Ocarina of Time had a remake on the 3DS, they kept all the exploits in. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. So the speed runners would at least still be able to play the game, and it looks nicer. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was cool. They they took out a few things that were just like game breaking. But the fact that you could like, um, you know, in like uh, Kokria Village, the place where you start off, mm-hmm. um, the guy blocking the tunnel for you to get into like the main overworld of everything where like the valley and all that that are. Remember how he's like blocking? He just kind of like walks with you and doesn't let you through until you have like a shield. I've never, I've never played the game. Oh, you have. Don't judge yeah. me for it. I've seen it being played. Um, okay, plenty of times. You but. can backflip over the guy. Oh, you just that. That sounds pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, you, could, you have to get in the right corner. You just backflip over it, and that was that was one I like did as a kid. I was like, oh, wow, it works. <laughs> nice. But it doesn't get you anything. You like you speed up the game maybe like five minutes, but it, yeah. I, like it took me Counts ten years to fucking run. beat that game. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're definitely on a tangent for entertainment, but yeah, and whatever. Well, we ran out of sports. Topics. Yeah, we don't have anything else to talk about sports. We're gonna keep talking about video games because we got quite a bit more to talk about for entertainment yeah there's not enough video games talk on this podcast i know dude i don't know if i wanted to save to talk about super smash brothers for entertainment but... oh we'll save we'll save for that okay because i got a lot to say on that. <laughs> <laughs> well then let's continue talking about speed runs now my question mm-hmm. I, I don't think this exists but are there like speed runs for sports games which i know are pretty popular for esports um, and there's definitely an esports market for it. I don't know if you can really speed run it. What do you do? Like the campaign mode? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like beat a Madden season really fast. <laughs> I have never heard of it, and I have no interest in looking into it. Uh, yeah. Um, honestly, me either. And I'm sure no one does. And I'm sure they can't because it sounds like they would have to cheat to do that. You know? Yeah, because there's there's like a clock, right? <laughs> the the games are timed. I mean, that's like doing a speed run for, like, Rocket League. You would just yeah. pretty much run down the clock so there's no timeouts or breaks at all. And so the clock just is constantly going. And just going. score at the last second. Yeah. To win. Yeah. yeah it would be very boring. Be super stupid. It would be very <laughs> no boring. No one would care about that. <laughs> uh, um, what, what else? What else? Uh, speed runs? Well, uh, the original Mario recently just, um, like, all, I, I don't avidly, uh, actively look at... For speedrun stuff, I, I just come across it just on yeah. the like the like articles I read, and there's naturally right. like, like yeah. something video game related, and speedruns are just part of that. Mm-hmm. But um, recently, uh, someone hit 
what has been deemed to be the perfect time for the original Mario Bros. Oh, so they, they can't can't be beaten. Theoretically. So, like, um, what that means is that someone programmed an AI to run through it and hit every mark perfectly, and a human finally ma- uh, matched that. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it, unless someone finds a, a new way to speed up the game, like he, a, he's like going to be the world record holder until then. A new exploit or something? Yeah, essentially like that. But a game that's, uh, what? <laughs> how old is that game? Like 30 years old? God, probably. It's probably going to be hard to find one. Almost as old as us. Or, yeah. or a little bit older than us, I should yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> older than us. We're almost as old as that. Well, it's got to be older than 30. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's got to be more than that. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, it's got to. Well, it probably came out in like 85. I don't know. Everything mm-hmm. came out in 85. Yeah. Uh, and Back to the Future did. <laughs> that's hey, about my knowledge. Yo, did you see the uh, PlayStation Mini they're making? Yes, I am not nearly as excited for that as I was for the Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. and as excited I will be because it's going to come the Super uh, N sixty four Classic. Yeah, that one's gonna like, be great. That one is gonna just blow everyone's mind. But Nintendo <laughs> doesn't need to do that right now because uh, the Switch is still red fucking hot. Yeah, like ev- that's just flying off the shelves. Everyone wants a Switch. Do you I have want a Switch. It. I want one. Get a Switch. You're, well, you're gonna have to if you if you're into Super Smash Bros. Which like, I know you are. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm into it. Uh, and the system is great. It's great for like flights. Uh, like mm-hmm. just like long rides. Uh, you have the whole system right there, and their right. uh, their libraries like un- unrivaled. Well. PlayStation's pretty good right now. Mm-hmm. PlayStation's got a lot of good titles. Uh, Spider Man just came out, and yeah, I know that's the that's the shitty thing with the Switches is there are all these games I want to play that I can't play because yeah. I don't have a fucking PlayStation Four or an Xbox One. Well, what's on the Xbox One? <laughs> Let's be honest. Isn't Red Dead on that, or is that not on that? That's multi-platform. Uh, it's so not on the Switch. <laughs> it's not on the Switch. Uh, that game is fucking uh, like very high requirements it like takes up like 200 gigabytes uh just for like a disc save so i think it's like probably close to like it would probably take the entirety of my 500 gigabyte hard drive on my playstation damn to just have that game installed digitally oh so you that's that's insane you know but still i i I, what i've what i've seen i've never played it before what i see from that game it looks like breath of the wild Almost exactly. Well, Breath of the Wild is essentially just kind of mimicking a lot of strides that open world RPGs have been doing for mm-hmm. like the past decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did it really well. They, uh, the Nintendo always does that. They have great uh, game design. Uh, they have great aesthetics. They have uh, a lot of color to it. The, like their graphics are going to be visually appealing for years to come. Yeah. I mean, look back at any of the Nintendo games, like Wind Waker. That game looks like it could be like something that's released today. Beer number two, entertainment. What a way to end it. <laughs> All right. I gotta be careful with these things. You know, you could have uh, finished out the last bottle because these oh, are a little bit it. more than beers. <laughs> um, but yeah, so just continuing this conversation. Um, I don't understand how Red Dead is that much different than Breath of the Wild and takes up that much more. Is the okay. world that much bigger? Because Breath um, of the Wild's world is fucking huge. Red Dead is actually like, um, 
I would say it's a testament to mankind's ability to emulate reality. Okay. It does some really crazy stuff. You should uh, pull up a video, but like stuff I can recall offhand. I haven't played it yet. I've been kind of like saving myself because I you know the first one. Oh yeah. Okay. The first one's an incredible game. I it, like a lot of Western like storytelling wise. Uh-huh. It's not just like graphics or gameplay. Storytelling wise, any Western that comes out now will reference Red Dead as one of the top inspirations for like how they're doing it. Westworld included. Okay. Yeah, and uh, Red Dead Two is essentially like the closest thing we'll have to a Westworld. Is isn't? I heard it was a prequel. It is a prequel. So story wise, the main character that you play in Red Dead One, uh, he is like a side character in this one, and he's like ten, fifteen, twenty years younger, mm-hmm. something like that. But I, I haven't played any of Red Dead Two. Uh, I just know these little things just from marketing or YouTube videos. Uh, but they do a lot of cool stuff. Um, like you, your facial hair and your hair on your head will grow in game time. Okay. So you have to get that maintained if, unless you want to look like a mountain man. Um, oh, wow. Same That's with wild. smell. Yeah, yeah. Um, if, you, if you fall in mud or hang around a swamp, um, people will comment on that and they will kind of like keep their distance from you. Mm-hmm. And you have to, you can bathe. I mean, these are kind of like, I find stuff like that a little bit tedious, like when your hunger is a factor in like a game. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's cool that they incorporate that. Also, every NPC has like uh, a day-to-day thing. N- NPC? Non-playable character. Okay. Uh, so these are like the AI. These are like uh, the computer. This is like the people who give you quests or the people, just random characters walking around town. Uh, they actually have jobs they do. They they have, like, personalities a little bit. Like, some of them will hang out at the bar a lot. Yeah. Uh, some of them will go to bed early so they can wake up early. You know, um, there's a video on YouTube that, like, they follow around some characters. The depth of that. Like, how much time and effort you put into that. Right. Also, uh, the hunting. Uh, when you, like, skinning animals and, like, getting the meat and stuff was a big part of the first one for, like, getting, like, selling it. But now they've taken it to a whole new level because cooking is a whole thing. Uh, and the way how you like skin the animal, it, before it was just like a little quick cutscene. You just show the, show, show the guy's face and you see him with a knife and blood shoot up in his face a little bit. Yeah. Uh, now they actually have an uh, in-depth, like, accurate way of how he cuts it depending on if it's like uh like a bear a rabbit a deer so is it like are you controlling it or just watching a cutscene? You, you just watch a cutscene, i'm sure just fuck that <laughs> i still i i so it sounds like from what you're saying i mean and from like the small amount of youtube videos i've seen on it, it sounds a lot like breath of the wild but with a lot more tedious stuff and maybe more more of an in-depth side character quests that well, you can reality draw- don't fucking matter. <laughs> um, you can make a lot of you can make that same comparison to any open world RPG game. I have, to be, um, I have not played a single one besides Breath of the Wild. So. You would like Zero Dawn Horizon? Okay, that like a, Skyrim's like this, right? Um, dude, fuck Skyrim. Skyrim is probably the most <laughs> overrated RPG there is. I just know the name. Yeah, <laughs> because it's highly overrated. Uh huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can also say the same thing about Skyrim. Um, but yeah, like, like open world RPGs, you go around, you change out your weapons, your swords and your skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zelda's good because they actually 
have a huge emphasis on the adventure part and like there's puzzles included which mm. i fucking love puzzles and games yeah there's they're like they're this extra effort but it sounds like for zelda like at least for the switch compatibilities because of how limited the system is like i was always amazed that i just can pick up this little thing and it's everything like that that the, the system is it's just yeah a tiny no pilot. no it, it's uh it's a great piece of technology uh, Sounds like they just like sure. took out all the bullshit and made it more story oriented, or oriented and uh, like I I don't know how to describe it really, but like for sim- Breath of the sim- Wild, simplified in terms of yeah, Breath of the Wild compared to like oh Red well, Dead. Nintendo only makes their hardware based on what would they want to do with that that console. Yeah. They don't really care about third party stuff. If it it's compatible enough for it, then they'll put it on their system. But what Nintendo's about is first party. That's Mario. That's Zelda. That's Metroid. That's fucking Smash Bros. Yeah, when's this next Metroid game coming out? Come on. I don't fucking know. When's man. the last time one even came out? Is it Prime? <laughs> no. Um, last one I can remember that was like new was Other M. Was that that, on, that wasn't on the Wii U? It was on the Wii. Um, it was like kind of trying to be like a serious uh, Metroid game and like it had cutscenes. It, it didn't do well. It was it was considered to be like one of the weaker titles. I th- think maybe there might have been something, but yeah. Um, uh you would have to ask someone like vince on metroid yeah i've yeah. never really played a game by a metroid except for on this super nintendo classic i played started playing the other one or the, the one on there and you know i don't know those games just don't do it for me anymore unless they're the classic ones i know you know yeah but uh the prime series was good a lot of people like that that was mm-hmm. on the gamecube and what well if one ever comes out for the switch which i mean i don't know why it wouldn't they they will they will then i i'll be right right fucking there buying that but let's uh segue over to uh smash bros smash brothers super smash bros ultimate coming out december 7th of this year all under a month away jordan are you excited have you seen all the new characters that are been announced so far i have i have um but uh have you been following the community news lately uh no okay so this is kind of a little bit outdated at this point mm-hmm. but um there have you haven't heard about the grinch leaks i did and they, okay they were disproven though i believe mm, well there's a lot of speculation still even though they've been disproven okay but let, let's go i'd want to talk about this because it's actually really interesting yeah this is the probably the most effort that's ever been put into a fake leak and yeah, uh, I, I believe it. I was mind texting, blowing. I was texting my brothers like that because I thought this was legit. Yeah, no, a lot of people did. So why don't you dive into it for us? Okay, so um, uh, image was leaked onto the interwebs. Uh, it was um, a Snapchat video. It looked up like a marketing firm. There was like um, like renders of like Smash Bros and like you could see some stuff from other like movies and there was. One prominently that was shown, which was the Grinch movie. But the Smash Bros. stuff that was like, uh, that like caught everyone's attention was the main poster where it has every character in there. Uh-huh. And it was um, showing characters that have not been announced. Uh, characters that include like Shadow the Hedgehog, yep. uh, Banjo King Kazooie. Yep. That, Gino, a, Gino was one I was. And then Gino, about. Gino, if you guys aren't familiar, is a character from Super Mario RPG mm-hmm. on the Super Nintendo, and has been uh, a fan uh, favorite character to be in Smash Bros. since Melee. Like people yeah. have been begging for this one. So and they put Ridley in there, who has been like the same same boat essentially, 
and they yeah. put him in, and so people are like, they want to believe. And the the convincing thing about this was that the like some of the screenshots that you see in the background of this of this image, uh, they show pictures from the Grinch movie, mm-hmm. and the pictures that they were showing there was like a render of something in the background and it was stuff that has not been released and you would have to have like official clearance to actually see probably something like that right like i think they said like a rendered out version of the back of the grinch that has not appeared in any of the trailers like nothing nothing and so Mm -hmm. it's like how did they get that and then on top of that if you take the image from smash bros with all the posters and all those characters on there they it's not just like someone photoshopped characters in Characters were moved around, like, significantly. Yeah. Uh, and they also showed Ken from Street Fighter. He yep. was in there. And he's been officially announced. And then, like, the uh, we uh, we should talk about how it's been disproven, because there was a Nintendo Direct, or Smash Direct, where the, um, the developers talk to the community and make direct announcements. Mm-hmm. Uh, they announced um, Ken was a character, and the image that they showed for his reveal was the exact same image that was used in that poster. So, like, whoever made the, that fake had some connections, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and then the thing that disproved it was <laughs> the newest character, uh, PD Piranha. Yeah. <laughs> piranha Plant, baby. Yeah, Piranha Plant. It wasn't even PD Piranha. It was just the <laughs> Piranha Plant, the one from the fucking Warp Pipe. <laughs> what a great, what a and great choice for a character, though. I think it's a troll character. <laughs> uh, every every Smash has a troll character. Duck Hunt Dog was last um, Smash, the Smash U version. I, yeah, I love these troll characters. I've, Duck Hunt Dog is my main dude. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> Dead and Villager. Um, but yeah, PD Piranha was not in the the Grinch leak image right. at all. Mm-hmm. So that that was um, now here's the thing: unless they are keeping some characters secret, but the, it's weird that they did say that this was the final roster. That's what makes me like I trust them. In they, that. Well, they also confirmed that they're doing DLC, right? And if Banjo Kazooie is a fucking DLC character, holy shit, dude! Dude, that's yeah, fuck so yeah. cool. If any of the, I mean, like we are we're already so like enamored with characters, like I. This is gonna be the best game. I don't. I don't see how this game isn't the best Smash Brothers ever. Um, it, the 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 newest one usually is always the best. Yeah, I think with the exception of Brawl, I think everyone Brawl was a misstep. Yeah, mm-hmm. but just because of how much people love Melee and people still love Melee over for the Wii U, but oh yeah, no I one no one's a fan th- of Brawl. People are fans of Project M. What's, uh, what's that? So um, the Wii was very popular for its modding. Mm. like people would like get games and create mods for them and it was easily like uh it was easy to do homebrew stuff like that yeah like uh, kombucha <laughs> <laughs> very very suiting um so project m was essentially a mod for smash bros brawl a pretty big mod and it changed everything from like the, the you know the random trips that you do mm-hmm. uh like that was taken away they they uh, tweaked the characters a little bit. They sped them up to be a little bit more like melee speeds because every character felt slow. Yeah. And this is actually what um, the professional tournaments would use. Uh, they they don't use Brawl. I mean, there might be one or two, but probably the same amount that still use N64 yeah. the tournaments. God, um, you know, everyone that's glorifying the N64 version of Smash, shut the fuck up. That sucks. I will not shut up. 
<laughs> the N64 is my favorite version. Oh, it's my least favorite by far. Well, because you suck at it. Yeah, well, maybe, probably, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's one that like it made. I don't know. I it's a nostalgia factor. Right. It's a hundred percent that. But yeah, Project uh, back to Project M. Just a quick explanation to write that one off uh, is that it tried to it took Brawl and made it more melee. That's what the M stands for. Oh, okay, got yeah. you. And then. For the Wii U was a little bit in between Brawl and Melee and then balance it out more, I think, at least. Um, but this one, I don't know. Um, I'm excited just because of the massive arsenal of characters we're going to have to play with. Like, how many characters are in it? Dude, <laughs> all of them. Like, 80? It doesn't matter. All of them. With more downloadable content to come. Yeah. Banjo-Kazooie, so, fingers crossed. Waluigi, double fingers crossed. Uh, you know, I've loved Waluigi since the dawn of Waluigi. Mario Tennis <laughs> He's my always my favorite character to play for Mario Party, but um <laughs> Um but yeah, I mean like Gino would be fucking stellar just because of how convenient his moves of being a possessed doll would be to that game, you know. Yeah. You give him like a hyper beam like Well they Samus. made a fucking um piranha plant and a war pipe work. Yeah. <laughs> They'll make a fucking um like doll that you know that can do anything. Distort reality. <laughs> Hey, um, how much time we got left on entertainment? We're about halfway through. Okay. Uh, should we pivot over to some big news that happened today? Yeah. I'm confused which, or I'm not sure. There's two big things. But... Okay, we'll talk about both. Um, uh, the first one I want to touch on is uh, the passing of the legend Stan Lee. That's the, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, I, I, I... That's, that's pretty big. Yeah. Um, Stan Lee has died today of... I don't know what he die of being ninety five years old. <laughs> of being old, <laughs> Stanley, of course, is the creator of Marvel, right? Like, the... um, he's he's like not the he didn't like found the company Marvel, okay. but he he is the creator of Spider Man, X Men, um, the Incredible Hulk, Iron Man. Like he, him, and um, the lesser known guy who is probably more talented than Stanley, <laughs> um. Uh, they they were pretty much the grandfathers, the founding fathers yeah. of the the main cast of characters of the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. And Stanley has been in, I think, every single Marvel <clears throat> film. Not every single one. No, uh, but he fucking loved his cameos, oh, God. and people I really, loved him. I really hated that about him. You didn't like the cameos? I fucking hated the cameos. <laughs> <laughs> he even has a cameo in the the newest Spider Man game. Uh-huh. They actually have a model really? rendered in there. And he he just has a quick little cameo, and that, that's um, that's the last one before he died. But there's going to be plenty more coming. Yeah. Death will not stop the cameos, man. You don't think so? Oh, absolutely not. They definitely have one for the newest Avengers. Yeah, they definitely have that film. They know he was old. They knew he was old. I mean, and now they can just make people out of nothing. So I don't even think they need CGI. I swear to God, <laughs> he pro- he fucking loved doing these cameos. Yeah, he loved it. So he probably has like him just in front of a green screen, just saying random one-off lines, <laughs> and they're probably gonna use him until like fucking Robert Downey Jr.'s ninety-five years old. <laughs> And they'll just green screen him in. And, you know, they'll CGI him if need be. But the cameos will not stop. <laughs> you know, I don't know uh, how much Stan Lee is responsible. I know he made all these characters and whatnot and great greatness in that aspect. But um, I'm more fascinated with how successful the Marvel movies in general have been, where it seems like they're the only movies come, that come out every year. <clears throat> and then they culminated it in this big Infinity Wars thing that 
fucking rocked everyone's world because it was so good. Um, I I wonder I just wonder how much he was responsible for that. I know he's the creator of the characters, but I don't know how much who you know I want to um, know I want to know who is responsible for that because like it's just working out so well for them. And especially when you Josh compare it to Whedon, DC, Joss Whedon, who's who's that? He he's the one who um, uh, whoever like did the first Iron Man kind of like set a good pace. I think that might have been Joss, but he did the first Avengers, the second Avengers, and. Uh, he kind of like put everything on a, like a good pace mm-hmm. for how they're going to do with things. And that, that the reason why the Marvel Cinematic Universe, in my opinion, has done so much better than everything else mm-hmm. and than any other superhero franchise that uh, f- uh, tried and failed uh, is because they embody the, the, the comics the best. They don't. It's not about the accuracy. They do do that the best too, because they have little details that will blow your fucking mind of mm. like what they are willing to incorporate, the amount of effort that they do on that. But they capture like the overall feel of the character. They capture yeah. it well, because if you they look, they cast extremely well. They cast very very well, uh, except for Ed Norton. That one kind of didn't work out too well. Well, I mean, we're 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 counting after the first Iron Man. Everything before that, Edward Norton was like. He's Marvel Cinematic Universe, Bruce Banner. Oh, really? But they recasted it to be uh, Mark Ruffalo because it didn't work out. It just wasn't well, hey, a feeling. At least, I mean, that's. I think admitting your mistakes and starting it again yeah. makes and, sense. Yeah, and they're just rolling with the punches. I mean, it's, they don't mention the first Hulk too much, but mm-hmm. it's still technically canon in the universe. Um, but, yeah, if you look at other movies like uh the first x-men was like one of the first superhero movies that was like big well that universe is not connected to the infinity no i know i I know i know i'm talking about like other attempts to create a universe comic universe gotcha and that one it did a good job but like they they kind of like let's take the story and what would it because when you transfer a medium it's very hard it's very hard like you're taking something that's on print and they do they can do stuff that you can't do in a movie uh, like movie right. to video game, it's like it's very difficult thing to do right. Uh, uh, Dare the Daredevil movie was it's a good example. Like I've never seen it. I've it, seen the show. The show is great. Oh, the show is good. The show is good. But that's still that's MCU. Yeah. Um. Oh, here, like it's po- okay. So, uh, like Fantastic Four, something like that, or the like original Spider Man. Like they yeah. can be entertaining. But, like, they just kind of take too much creative freedom to make the movie. And sometimes it can be done really well. Uh, Christopher Nolan proved that. Like, you don't have to stay 100% accurate to uh, the the source material mm-hmm. for it to be good. I mean, Dark Knight Returns is... Uh, or, uh, yeah, Dar- The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Yeah. It's probably one of the best superhero movies, if not the best superhero movie. If not one In of just the best movies. Of, yeah, it... In just terms of cinematic quality, mm-hmm. that movie is uh, fantastic start to finish. Right, yeah. And, and uh, I think guest of last week's podcast, Kruk, has this theory that I'm not, I'm sure he didn't come up with it himself. I'm sure he read something about it. But uh, that was like the last movie that came out before, like every movie after that had to be have like a lot of big, serious elements to it you know like they can't just be like happy go lucky like the yeah. old batman movies or something well you know? the, i mean you always try to emulate uh success mm-hmm. and so that's what that's what dc's been trying to do and, and can't. it's they're fucking terrible at it <laughs> because they're trying to be the like the christopher nolan series 
while simultaneously trying to be like the Marvel like cinematic right. universe. And it's just, just like this very cringy, awkward, like train wreck. Right. And like the new Aquaman doesn't catch my interest at all. Yeah, Batman vs. Superman was garbage. Uh, Man of Steel, the thing that started it, like their their whole universe, that was garbage. Yeah. Uh, you know, DC needs to blow it all up like I think they are. I mean, Suicide Squad was the most garbage of all. Oh, for sure. That that was. <laughs> I didn't even watch the whole thing. I'll be honest on that. That was <laughs> that was painful to watch. Every single scene, they just play like some popular song in the background while they're mm-hmm. doing something, and it just like it was just a non-coherent mess. And uh, you know, Marvel's their universe. They like have this really cool balance of comedy, seriousness, and perfect balance. And, and it's so it's honestly well done. Like, and and I know you we are we already said this, but like the casting, like for honestly, the casting for Iron Man probably set the tone for the whole series. Yeah, because Robert Downey Jr. killed that role, and like set the foundation for like, oh wow, we made. A character that in, in Marvel that is was not even a popular comic book character, like one of the lesser known ones in Iron yeah. Man, and it turned into like one of the biggest movies of the year because of Robert Downey Jr.'s performance. And it how, was so good, you know. I, like, I mean, like I, time after time, um, Chris Hemsworth as yeah, Thor, fucking hilarious, great, perfect. Chris Pratt yeah. as Star Lord, like he, yeah, that's like his that, that's like his first movie after Parks and Rec, really. Yeah, and like I feel. Um, jealous of anyone who's actually saw Guardians of the Galaxy without seeing Parks and Rec, because me, for, yeah, <laughs> like I'm jealous of you because I when I watched it, I was an avid Parks and Rec fan, uh-huh. and I just like, oh, this is Andy Dwyer in space, and it's like, oh, Andy, it was like <laughs> I, I had no like like re- real respect for the character because <laughs> if you watch Parks and Rec, Andy Dwyer is right is is not a very respectable guy. He's a very likable guy. Yeah, I've but, seen it. Like since. you can't think think of him as a cool person. Right, I've seen it since. Uh, but so yeah, now I don't. I don't. So I think Parks and Rec is kind of rooting for me because I see <laughs> I see this other Chris Pratt guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and the way that they could combine all these films and like you can like, that is every- a fucking testament of cinema right there. Like that 18, is a, the, eighteen or something films combined into one over ten years. Yeah. And then, especially you can like you can tell that the, the, they're in so well. they go into like so each film well. like the the themes of each film and the way they're shot in each film and they like do like a, a like a dedication to it kind of like because like I, I always like to use the example like uh, in Infinity Wars right when they go to uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy scene they start playing the music you know that they're famous for oh, in yeah. those films you know and then it goes silly and they add Thor to that who is one of the most silly of all the Avengers. You know, so just they just are so good at this shit. Like, yeah, they just stay true to what it is, and they don't try too hard. And it like it just stays. I don't know. It keeps your attention pretty well, and it stays entertaining all the way through. Uh, it has a great ending, uh, and it just really like really really makes you want to watch the next one. Yeah, which thank God comes out this summer, doesn't it? I think it comes out. I hope I was hoping earlier than that. Earlier, like what, like. I thought it'd come out in like May. I guess that's well, that's like one year. Yeah, like that's a like Mm -hmm. kickoff like for the summer. Right. I think there's only one more Marvel movie before that, and that is Captain Marvel. Oh yeah, Captain Marvel. That that one looks like it could be interesting. 
I mean, I I I I, I, I didn't appreciate the trailer too much. Like, I didn't think it was that good of a trailer. The uh, show Blockbuster, dude. Don't you want to <laughs> see this? It you know, takes like, place in the '90s. I'm getting a little tired of this '90s nostalgia kick that everything's everyone's on. But uh, I'll give it a check because it's got a female lead, and I haven't seen a bad superhero movie with a female lead yet because I've only seen one. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it it was DC, and it, it wasn't great, but Wonder Woman not, was not bad. Yeah, um, I have not seen Wonder Woman, but that would be the one that i would actually kind of want to see you know it's just like my theory like everyone's tired of white male lead characters because the stories have been done over and over and over and over and over again so we need some new things and like it's a lot easier to make a movie about a character that hasn't been said before good you know yeah like you can't it's how are you gonna make a white straight male character movie nothing wrong with (laughs) it i mean you can still you can still do it you can still do it i you can, um, but like, what was the last movie you saw in theaters? A Star Is Born. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Did, did, <laughs> it's probably did a bad during it. It was great, but <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Okay, so you, I, I remember you talked about this last week. Uh, you said it's like, um, uh, like the fourth rendition of that movie. Yeah, it's been exactly. made like four times over. <laughs> I mean, that's Hollywood for you. Before that, I don't remember what I saw before that. Um, Oh, it was a house with a clock in the walls, which sucked. Okay, okay, <laughs> I have no interest in seeing that one. I did see a movie though okay. that was, I thought was pretty unique. Um, Bad Times at the El Royale. Okay, I did want to see that. But okay, I just kind of forgot about it actually. Um, Chris Pine's good. in that, right? No, or is uh, it Chris, Chris Hemsworth? Chris Hemsworth is yes, in it. But um, I don't want to give too much away. This is a movie that you want to go in blind. Okay. Like I took Vince to go see it. I didn't even tell him the name of the movie. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> I just saw the talent behind it. I was like, "This is gonna be good," and I watched it. And, like, I was blown away. It was really good. The reviews for it don't reflect how good this movie actually is. So, what do you think the people are complaining about then? Um, I don't know. There's got to be something. Um, well, the writer is um, I forget his name. Uh, what is that? A minute or something? No, that was just a weird sound my computer made. Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, the the did you ever see Cabin in the Woods? Oh, one of my favorite movies. Okay, perfect. Um, Joss Whedon, by the way, uh, <laughs> the person who is most notable for making the Marvel Cinematic Universe great, uh, uh-huh. co-wrote that with the um, the writer and director for uh, Bad no Times way. at the El Royale. And closest uh, style I would describe this to is like Quentin Tarantino. But without the gratuitous amounts of gore, the okay, over-exaggeration. Cool. That's what I fucking hate about Quentin Tarantino. Okay, but this movie's perfect for you. Okay. If it's still in the... I hope it's still in theaters, because I actually want to go see it again. Okay. Um, it's it's a little lengthy, but here's the thing. The, the way how it's written, it is written in a way to keep your attention and keep you guessing what's going to happen next. It's uh, It's just like... Like it takes uh, a note, it like plays with the audience. It like takes a notion that the audience thinks how it's going to go, then yeah. flips it upside down. Kind of like the, Cabin in the Woods, like right, like the yeah. the, the climax of Cabin in the yeah. Woods. Yeah, I mean, Cabin in the Woods is a perfect example for it, mm-hmm. but I think it does it better. Okay, I, well, I, I mean, I guess it, I, that's because I went in blind. Cabin in the Woods would have been much better if I went in blind. I knew what it was about. Oh, I went in blind, man, and it was yeah. a fuck. I remember looking over at Sean, I was like. What the fuck? What's it going down that elevator? <laughs> um, uh, but we can't let this segment finish without talking about the new trailer that I think just dropped today, uh, Detective yes. Pikachu. Yes, it did drop today, and I am I've very ne- surprised. Yeah, I was going to say, I've never seen a trailer, like because it's a Pokemon movie, and I was like, ah, oh, this oh, trailer, I wonder what this is going to be. Live action Pokemon movie. First ever. It's like this... 
the uh, and then with starring <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, which the funny thing about that, the thing that seems like the most like like questionable is the fact that Ryan Reynolds is in it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, live action Pokemon that should be questionable alone. And then, like you, we we knew it was announced that Ryan Reynolds was going to be in this movie. We didn't really know he was the voice of Pikachu. I didn't know that this was even a fucking movie. Uh, like a year ago, they, they there was like a, tw- a Twitter post that okay. he said like he was in it. Um, but, but yeah, he's the fucking voice of Pikachu. Fucking yeah. Deadpool is the voice of Pikachu. <laughs> and it's kind of like, it's got a very Ted vibe to it. Yeah. Because, like, uh, the main character, who is Justice Smith, probably Will Smith's son or something. Uh, I don't... Is he? It's got a, He's got a fucking weird first name and the last name Smith. He probably is Will Smith's <laughs> Jaden kid. Jaden Smith is Will Smith's kid. So. Yeah, so he, he has more than one. Oh, does he? Yeah. I know he's a daughter, Willow, but I didn't know he had more than... Maybe. Anyways, go on. So, this kid is the only one who can understand what Pikachu is saying. Everyone yeah. just hears, like, the Pika. Pika. Welcome, Jenna. Oh, we have an uh, intruder in the podcast. Uh, well, we're going to finish this <laughs> segment real quick, then we're going to take a break. Um, uh, but go on. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it, it looks like it could be interesting. I, 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 I was thrown off how fluffy Pikachu was. Yeah, I know. He, I, he but, looks too much like a like a stuffed animal, like but. a teddy bear. But the thing is, that fucking makes sense. He's supposed to be a rat. He's supposed to be a mouse. Yeah, and he's fucking I cute just still. Can't believe that he's voiced by Ryan Reynolds, and I know it's going to be hilarious. And this is just like if you were to picture a live action Pokemon movie, this would not be the fucking movie. No, that no, and that's bold, and I fucking love it. Yeah, and like I I am I want to go see it. Like I feel like. This is the only way they could have done it. If they did like a serious live action Pokemon movie, yeah. you would laugh at it. It would just be like, it's trying too hard. This feels like it's not trying too hard. No, dude. But it, it probably subtly is trying People a lot from Marvel harder. probably have their hands in this because they know like it's got to be serious because you can tell in the trailer that it's got yeah. serious aspects, but it's all you, it's got to have a comedy base. Fear number three, how the president grabbed me. There, you want to touch that one off? All right, we'll finish this bottle off onto the last beer of the night, the best beer of the night, the politics beer. Oh boy! Well, this isn't beer actually. This is a oh, second non-beer on the podcast. Yeah, it's secondly a wine. This, can I pour this stuff on here? What? This yeast? Uh, stuff? Yeah, everything in there is fine, okay. even oh. a little cinnamon. Well, we're gonna skip that. <laughs> yeah. So Jordan, politics. <sighs> what do you want to start with? Well, want to start um, with the the those uh, liberal idiots harassing Tucker Carlson? Oh, I didn't hear about this. <laughs> you didn't hear about this? <laughs> no, what, what happened? So the Antifa like staged a protest outside of his house and like tried to break down his door, or like at least that's what he says. But people were there that had photographs of it, and there's no damage to the door. I don't think uh, that yeah, okay. Sounds like typical uh, Antifa behavior uh, being misconstrued extremely. Uh, I mean, I'm not a fan of Antifa, but, like, the way how the right always cries foul so much. Yeah. Like, like I, I honestly can't take it seriously because they exaggerate so much. They're like fucking snowflakes, man. <laughs> and especially when they're the ones, like, sending pipe bombs to Democrats and Holy shit, and we have a terrorist fucking... problem. Hardcore. Like, we're getting terrorist attacks from white supremacists. Right, like that all support every month the president, the popular vote losing no, minority no, president. It's yeah. also under inc- criminal investigation. Yes, um, and like he won't even fucking mention it. He doesn't even fucking talk about it. 
I, I mean, like, the dude who was sending the pipe bombs. Uh, like, you, how many times did you hear that, oh, it's, it's a fucking George Soros uh, conspiracy? <laughs> right. Right? Like, the, the, oh, two weeks right before the election? How convenient for them. Oh, and they found out who the guy was. And and look at his truck. His truck is literally filled with conspiracy stickers. It literally says, like, yeah. lock her up. But you wouldn't know that if you were watching Fox News, for they blurred out the stickers on the van. Oh, my God. Did because they? it's proper fucking ganda. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they blurred... They blur, wait, wait, wait. They blurred they out were, the stickers that were tied the them excuse, to Trump. With the excuse... Of it being propaganda? No, I think the I'm saying it's propaganda by the fact that they blurted it. I don't think they gave oh. an excuse. Oh, okay. All right, because <laughs> at least they know they're propaganda. Did you see the other propaganda video they sent out recently about oh, the yeah. the the fucking doctored video? Yeah, that came from a like literally fake news like dot com Infowars. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw that. That's the White fucking House disgusting. L- literally sent said it was okay and made that video. To make it look like this guy, the rep- this reporter was asking a question, and uh, a a woman came up to take the microwave from him under, you know, the White House counsel. Did you see microwave? What? No, I didn't. Did oh. I? <laughs> I said to take the microwave. <laughs> oh, I, I guess it does sound like micro- take the mic mic away. From oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> take the microwave away from him. <laughs> he just wanted his hot pockets. To- <laughs> like, no one was gonna get in the way of that. Exactly, you can't get in the way of a hot pocket, you'll get burned. Yeah. Um, but, um, uh, and then, so like he like instinctively like moved his arm away to say like, "Hey, no, this is I'm still not done talking." He was already kind of in that motion too. Right. And then the video on slows it down before that, speeds it up right as he like right before he makes contact. So it looks like he's doing a quick jerk of a chop. Yeah. And and then they slow it down afterwards too, so it looks like it's back to like a normal pace. Right. And then it's just like. Wow, this like, is Orwellian. Where do, we, where do we fucking live? You know, like we live in uh, Orwellian novel, dude. You know, that's you know, I don't know. This is fucking crazy. Um, and you know, there's just so much. Like every day, something different happens that's ridiculous. And being someone like myself that is so plugged into all this stuff, it's little um, <coughs> mind melting because of how much shit I'm pissed off about every day. And it's really hard for me to be continue to support people who support uh, like the president, like not support them like directly, but like be friends with them. Yeah. And, and you know, that's the point of this podcast is to try to bridge that gap and stop the, the incoming civil war. But uh, you know, I, I, I understand why people like the Antifa want to like take things to the next level because I'm that, sure- that's going to trigger the war. Right. Like, but I also um, believe in Michelle Obama's, if they swing low, we we go high, you know. Yeah. Um, but I also understand people like that aren't me, who is a straight white male with so much privilege. To when they when they feel like they have to fight back, I get that, but I just don't think it's the right way to do it, and I don't think it will solve anything, and I think it will make it worse. So I don't know what to do. I'm at a loss, really. I mean, why does it have to? Why do people have to like? defend Donald Trump. You don't have to. You can find someone else who has like similar principles, like, you know, at least Republican style principles mm-hmm. that will at least do it with some grace and dignity. I mean, when you support Donald Trump, you you're condoning 
a, a lot of like his actions, if not yeah. like all of them, because where's the line drawn? Because if any, like this has been said for the past like two and a half years, uh, anything that Donald Trump has a controversy over, if it happened to any other president, they would be sunk, completely right. sunk, and they would be unforgivable. Yet Imagine, evangelicals, they vote for him and they think he's like a noble Christian. Or then they just like say, "Oh well, it's kind of okay," but like. I, I still know he's good at like, heart. They're always like, uh, well, you know, I don't really support everything he says, but I just think he's really making this country better. I'm like, uh, gosh, you don't know shit. You may, this country is getting a lot worse rapidly. One of his main talking points, this is on like his side of things too, um, was like the national debt. That's been spiraling out of control like it has never spiraled mm-hmm. before. I mean, it was bad. It was bad. It was yeah. bad under Obama. It was bad under every president, right. uh, except for Clinton. Clinton was like lucky <laughs> enough to be in the tech bubble, uh, yeah. where uh, a lot of profits were going to it, and like a lot of like like you know they just had a, more money than they knew what to do with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with Trump, it's like it just seems so irresponsible. This is what happens when you your main platform is cutting taxes for the super wealthy, but you but you. Oh yeah, I'm still waiting on those tax cuts. You, you layer my it, money, bitch. <laughs> you layer it in a way that makes the people that are voting against their own interests voting for you because you're pushing racist agendas, like locking children in cages and keeping everyone that isn't you out of this country. I like how before he was elected, uh, people were like saying stuff like, hey, "He's like Hitler. We're gonna have concentration camps for Muslims or whatever." Mm-hmm. And and then they're like, "Please, like we're gonna have that." And then it's like, "Look, we have concentration camps." <laughs> and it's like, "Okay, okay, look, they're not really concentration <laughs> camps." And, and you know, it's like they just go with whatever the tide is. It's depressing and it's sad. We literally have concentration camps for children. For children that are Mexicans. So, you know, I guess good day in America to be a white man. So, <laughs> yay for me. But <laughs> Yay. White privilege. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. is like, I guess voting Democratic is technically, in all sense of the terms, voting against my own interests. Like, in terms of where the Republican Party is now. Well, not really because I'm not rich. But, uh, uh, but still, like, how can you not have some humanity and, like, understand the trauma that is being... Like, we're really breeding a new generation of terrorists that are going to come back to haunt us in our future. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, we've been doing the same thing. If you ever watch uh, any news over in the Middle East with, um, like, any kind of bombings, any kid who survives that, they're going to fucking hate the, the United States for the rest of their life. Right. Their fucking family just died. Over nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, imagine, imagine being a kid that grows up that had was traumatized for being locked in a cage. When, yeah. With like, I mean, regardless of whether you believe in uh, immigration or whatever you believe about immigration, like separating kids from their parents is traumatic as fuck. Especially when you're putting them into like poorly run prisons, it's gonna come back, and they're gonna grow up hating the United States just as equally as people that live in countries that are getting bombed maybe not i mean maybe i shouldn't say that's just as equally but uh it's going to cause some lasting effects i mean like like the technical like you hear a lot of arguments um from trump supporters that say 
uh, oh, I'm for legal immigration. I'm just against illegal immigration. Mm. And then when they're ta- then they say like, well, seeking asylum, uh, that's a legal way to um, for immigration. Right. And they're like, oh, I hope Trump changes that. Yeah. I mean, Trump, like, he just t- was talking, like, a week ago about taking away birthright citizenship. What the fuck? Like, his own son is a birthright citizen. <sighs> you know, and you know, for birthright citizenship, citizenship means if you're born in the United States, you are a citizen. Mm-hmm. Not, like, no matter what, even if your parents are illegal immigrants. But I don't know. I don't know. We're setting ourselves up for... Nothing's long-term... Everything's instant gratification, which is a perfect uh, symbol um, for the presidency. Because Donald Trump is literally the worst embodiment of the American society. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's impatient. Uh, he's addicted to his phone. He's overweight. Uh, he's racist. Uh, like anything that you would classify as like vain a as cliche. Fuck. Yeah, vain as fuck. Um, cheats on his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's uh, been proven. <laughs> yeah, like, he just lack of morals, uh, like, lack of knowledge, thinking that you're better than what you actually are. He's, like, the, the definition of a douchebag. Um, uh, everything, every stereotype, every negative American stereotype is embodied in one person, and he's running the fucking country. Yeah, and, and, and you know, worst of all, because he's the leader of the free world, we have an idiot leading the free world like and that's not even arguable like i don't think you can argue that donald trump is like some super smart guy no he's just he's just good at i mean starting fires and waiting for them to put themselves out by starting more fires oh and uh speaking of fires he's literally blaming california Uh, for the fucking wildfires going on yeah so there's wildfires going on in california i think some of them are are by like multiple power lines by strong wind which is a symptom of climate change uh, but Donald Trump sent out a tweet uh, damning California for their like response to these efforts. Or Threatening whatnot. to pull funding instead of actually offering to mm-hmm. fix the problem. He's like, it, it's so mismanaged. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to pull out the billion dollar funding from the Federal Reserve or yeah. whatever. Let, I, I would love to see him pull that same shit in a state like Alabama or Georgia where he knows he's going to get votes from. Because yeah. he knows he can never win California. So he doesn't give a shit about California because he's not a president for all people. He is a minority president for the, those that voted for him and, and specifically those that voted for him, him in the states that he won. I know. I know. And it's, it's like the, the reasoning is just like mismanagement. Mismanagement. That's what he concludes yeah. the wildfires to be caused by is mismanagement right and they could be contained much better much quicker even though we're importing firefighters from around the fucking world to california to help mm-hmm. us uh and we're putting a ton of effort oh it's mismanagement i mean at least fucking blame the almonds blame the almonds <laughs> have you heard about that no i don't know what you're talking about all right so you're like, talking about the almond brothers the band no <laughs> uh, almond farms apparently use way more water uh, than any other type of crop. Yeah. And so uh, the theory is if we did away with almonds, California wouldn't have drought problems. They would have more water to work with. Mm-hmm. I mean, blame the fucking almonds. But big almond joy, you know. But you do can't. fucking blame the firefighters <laughs> who are literally dying? Yeah, uh, what, a, what a president. I hope everyone that voted for him is proud yeah. And uh, happy with your choice because this is killing America and devising America in an unprecedented level. 
and we are i don't know i i i I don't really find this like super credible but i can see a scenario where we are get we would get to something close to a world war or not a world war two a civil war two because of how different everybody is and how Mm -hmm. violent all this rhetoric is and how talking to someone on the other side unless you're cautious and like you have to you have to listen and like even if you don't agree with they're saying you have to listen and then it's hard for it's hard to listen when something is directly affecting you which i think makes it easier for me because my life hasn't changed that much since trump has been president other than i feel a little bit less mentally stable because of how fucking insane all this shit is and how no one seems to hear me because i'm friends with a little bit too many republicans yeah i mean it's hard to listen to someone who doesn't listen back it's not a mutual exchange uh and honestly probably the best thing to do is um not make statements kind of let them figure it out that that what they're saying is wrong that's what i found out i have a lot of like republican like family members mm-hmm. uh so i just ask questions and i play i i always have this is like my catchphrase from among them is playing devil's advocate here <laughs> <laughs> and like you know at least you make some ground where they they don't have like a, a talking point i'm sure it's like done away with with the one yeah. trump rally uh but at least it feels like it's somewhat progressive uh and also another thing you can do is laugh that's yeah. that's a good way to shut them up where you just laugh and then you, like you can bury them in facts if you have it uh but like yeah know your shit and be prepared that, that that's like if it's something really ridiculous mm-hmm. like um i don't know yeah, like I, honestly i don't know what's the, the difference between really ridiculous and just like normal news now well i had my like epiphany that i don't know if i don't know if i what i'm doing is right like i know my facts pretty well Mm -hmm. but then i'm on a golf trip with my with my dad's friends and they're all republican and uh we start getting into politics because they like to do it because they know i'm a liberal and uh i'd like saying like okay guys we 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 know that uh, obama helped the economy to get back from what george bush did and then they're all like no he didn't and i'm like Oh God! I wasn't even prepared for this argument because <laughs> that's just ridiculous. Like we were out, got out of a recession. We're like, no, Obama just didn't do enough, and he, he, he it would have been better. If, it's like control. what we thought was common ground. Yeah, is completely wrong. Like before, we used to think, okay, we can all agree the world is round. Yeah, now we can't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this dude. podcast did start off on flat Earth conspiracies. So. Uh, dude, flat Earth so overrated. <laughs> dude, fuck that. It's about flat sun. <laughs> All right, that's the real, real conspiracy. Yeah, the, the government <laughs> has implemented flat Earth theories to fool you. <laughs> the sun is flat. <laughs> oh boy! Wow! I throw everything we know out the window. You know, it'd be crazy <laughs> if any of these theories were correct. Uh, yeah well weed's legal weed is legal now i think five states voted for it um so it was uh michigan was it utah uh utah um medical oh they did medical well there was some Um, other ones i think missouri uh arizona was it arizona nope oh okay because they they were two years ago it was on the ballot and then Mm -hmm. barely didn't pass yeah and i 
I mean, I don't know. Michigan kind of got lucky um, in terms of because two years ago it was supposed to be on the ballot. Right. Uh, but there was some legal bullshit that happened where they're like, oh, you have too many signatures, uh, so we're going to take it off. Or like they, they, I think it they, was... they, they moved the date yeah. uh, for what the requirement was, even mm-hmm. though by the, the standard, um, the originally agreed upon date, um, they had more than enough, uh, but they moved the date back, so they just barely didn't have enough. Yeah. And that was all done by lobbyists. Right. Uh, pharmaceutical lobbyists. Uh, and, you know, honestly, if it was on the ballot two years ago, it might not have passed. And if it didn't pass, then people are like, well, we're doing fine without it. But Right. Yeah, you're probably right because there wasn't a high turnout for, yeah. uh, like, Hillary. Yeah. You know, because she wasn't, she wasn't, I mean, I mean, I believed in her and I think she would have been great, but I, there was, she did not inspire. And She uh, did definitely did not yeah like i'm not a fan of hillary i voted for her because i knew it was the right thing to do right less it was a lesser of two evils that's Mm -hmm. the what the american response that's the american way yeah (laughs) dude fuck our voting system but yeah it probably wouldn't have passed in uh, 2016 so i'm glad all three proposals passed yeah all three of them were fantastic ideas Mm -hmm. and all three of them passed overwhelmingly yeah i mean weed was less it's still a landslide it was in double digits but uh, you know what's great is that gerrymandering lost like it was almost seventy percent of passing. Like, yeah. Oh wow, I didn't know that. See, it that was, was the one I was huge... worried about most because that's the one that that's the only one of the proposals that I heard negative ads about it, like played on the radio and whatnot. Yeah, dude. There's well because there was uh, leaked emails um, from uh, Republican Michigan Congress that said that pretty much was like. Uh, laughing at the fact of how easy it was to win elections, it was pretty much like they were rigging it. Yeah. Uh, did you Did you see some of them? No, I didn't even know that. I happened. haven't read this. Uh, it was like a, it was several months back, so I can't remember any of the verbatim. Mm-hmm. But it was it was really astounding, uh, like eye opening in a way. But <laughs> yeah, gerrymandering in Michigan has been really rampant. And yeah. finally, Dude, we, yeah, because like, yeah, I've been voting in the same district as Detroit. Mm-hmm. So you're just like, what? I mean, it, I mean, I, of course, I always vote, but like, it kind of feels pointless because, you know, Detroit, notoriously, notoriously Democratic county, um, and I'm lumped in with it somehow. So like, I mean, I, I'm, I wish I was in more of a, like a, a, a more of Republican county, so I could try to affect the vote more. Yeah, you know, like. Voting in this, like, I'm still voting for governor and whatnot, and the presidents and whatnot. But like all these little um, smaller ballot stuff, like it's all gonna go the way I want it to anyway. Yeah, I mean, having a, a non-biased party deciding the the uh, county's borders or like uh, the district's borders mm-hmm. is like no matter how, like the argument you get from like the resistance you get is like, well, it's like, well, then what are they gonna pick? Well, it's like, well, a fucking They'll do a fucking better job yeah. than someone who's completely biased. Yeah, and the, like the the whoever thing... won is going to draw the lines for them to keep winning. Right. The big thing is that it's transparent too, so like we yeah, can, so like they can't really cheat without us knowing I mean, about it. Like, like it's hard. It's it's hard to even fathom. I I mean, Michigan realized it themselves. It's hard to even fathom that uh, that's a bad idea. Yeah, no, it's it is. Making that, it and that's easy. probably why it passed had, by a seventy percent margin. I had someone at work come up to me and like right on election day, and 
Um, he saw that I had a, like a voted sticker, and he's like, um, he's he's one of the blind Trump tooting followers, and. Oh yeah, be careful with those. <laughs> Sorry, I got I get got to do a little bit of a refill. Oh yeah, no problem. Uh, but yeah, he he was like, uh, I'm like, okay, so like you at least voted for like the, the proposals, right? And he's like, well, definitely not for weed. And I'm like, okay, well, understandable. I, my grandma didn't vote for it either because she, you know, she's old and like very confused. She grew up in, or she lived in yeah. the Nixon era. Um, we're on drugs, baby. And he, he's kind of older. He's probably in his 40s. But, like, I'm like, okay, at least two and three. He's like, well, the um, the forums online told me not to, and they say they're democratic. I'm like, dude, these are completely non-biased proposals. Dude, what three... Do you have a problem with, like, uh, districts being drawn by, a, like, a, a, a neutral party, like, that's completely yeah. transparent? And he's like, well, I mean, it would probably help the Democrats. I'm like... And that's a bad thing, uh, because you're just on a team. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, this like, partisan partisan politics needs to end. It is. It, but like, it, it's it, party I, I over feel... country. What the fuck? People are wearing shirts that says, "I'd rather be Russian than a Democrat." Yeah. I'd rather be the enemy of the largest enemy of our country <laughs> than someone who is also American. It's like. Uh, you're a fucking patriot, but you hate ninety-seven percent of the rest of the fucking country. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I'm. You know. I say this. Like I say, partisan politics needs to end. But then I yeah. know that I have to look at myself, and I'm completely partisan too. But I just, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard for me to accept any of the Republican values. I just don't agree. Well, okay. So, uh, current climate Republican values are much different than they were like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that's why you see so many libertarians uh, yeah. because they embody the, like the Republican party more than the Republican party. Mm-hmm. The Republican party goes on too many like uh, uh, like sweet like big issues that they can just go off for reliability. Right. They're just going for a win strategy. Yeah. Like uh, immigrant. <laughs> Sorry, Jen, Jenna's in the studio. Everyone, she's, she's secrets sick. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's just very enthusiastic about um, proposal one passing. <laughs> um, well, like immigration, that's what. Uh, like you can, it's not a huge impact on American society, the economy. Mm. It it really isn't. I mean, it's one ounce, like. Um, uh, what's the word? Anecdotal, yeah. and like it's all that kind of shit. And but you can get someone to vote so consistently and reliably based uh, on their racism, and because you feed on the, you feed off their fear. Right. Uh, um, there's a an article, political uh, release um, on a scientific study done on uh, conservative versus liberal value people, mm-hmm. and the people who were more like heavily leaning conservative, they. Uh, they showed them images and things like that, like a spider crawling on a face, and they had a much stronger reaction to it uh, because a lot of, um, like, their, like the conclusion was a lot of their decision-making was based off of fear. Yeah. So, like, fear-mongering is highly effective on the conservative-type mind. Right. It's like, it's like, they're like Slytherins. They're yeah, afraid of fear. Like, I'm a Slytherin, but I'm a good one. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, uh, when they vote, they it's more of a survival instinct for them. Anything that's like like different 
is all like change is going to invoke some sort of fear of the unknown because mm-hmm. like what what do they teach you in horror film school is that it's the unknown that's it's the scariest yeah. part that's why you never show like the full creature until like at least the very end i by the way would love to go to horror film school yeah that would be cool <laughs> that would be cool i i, I kind of just uh, this is something you hear directors talk about mm-hmm. in interviews and yeah yeah, and it's the unknown. Right. It's the unknown. That's and why Michael. That's why Halloween was so popular because Michael Myers. You, you don't know anything about the character. He wears a mask and that's just it. can't that's die. All. You just know his name. Mm-hmm. Just know his name. And he also did the voice of Shrek. <laughs> uh, oh wait, wait! I saw Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, I was just talking about that last night. I haven't seen it, but uh, heard Michael Myers was in it. He was. I was like looking at the guy for like. 15 minutes during the scene I was like holy shit I think that's Black Fire <laughs> and then the cre- I waited for I like the, waited for the credits and I was like knew it <laughs> fucking knew it so um I don't think we got into this that much last week um but there was a shooting in California of course <gasps> yep. 8,000 uh, it's another week another shooting another week another shooting and you, I, I think we actually might have talked a little bit about it last week but uh um that's something I've been on the other side of the aisle with, like in terms of gun control. Like, I do believe that any sane American that wants to own a gun should own a gun. Yeah. Like, you know, just I 100% with, there's, agree. There's, there's I, nothing wrong with a responsible gun owner. There's an absolutely nothing wrong with that. The problem is, how do we, how do we know, and how do we, how do we stop this? Because, like, literally, there were people in that shooting that had been at the Las Vegas shooting, and that is fucking nuts like imagine yeah. being in two mass shootings in your life didn't one of them die in this yeah. recent shooting yeah someone who survived the, the most outrageous shooting in american history has to go through it again and die yeah and has it there had been any information released about this guy other than i know he was like uh he was an ex-military guy uh and he was people called on him he was 28 were, i know that uh they were concerned about his behavior and they did a review, and they were just like, uh, well, what are we going to do? We're going to arrest you for not doing anything? Just being, like, someone drained? Yeah. I mean, like, prescribed therapy? I don't know. You just, I don't like, know. If that, that shit happens, take away their fucking guns. It's so. honestly, like, it's you just have to talk about it. We all have to be on the same page on things. Because uh, there's objective reality, and there's perceived reality. And our perceived reality is far more impactful on me and you and everyone else mm-hmm. than a actual objective reality. It doesn't really matter uh, what the objective reality is when everyone else believes it's something else. Yeah. Like, if there's argument on what... Like, we have fucking flat earth going around. <laughs> we have flat earth going around. In uh, a disc shape. It's spinning around like on a turntable, the earth. <laughs> that's what creates gravity, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the ice wall. I'm still waiting for the pictures. Yeah, <laughs> not Game of Thrones, <laughs> but we have like you can just throw shade on uh, easily proven facts, and that's that's a very scary thing. That is the, the the sole most like biggest threat to the human species is the fact that we can't get on the same page on what uh, an what is objective real reality and what is, is not. Yeah, we're we're just on this. Um, this weird perspective where we can just like find evidence to something, look towards the conclusion of it, 
and and then just come up with completely different things on and when one is clearly obvious right it's like the climate change debate you know it's, like it, climate change that's another one why is this a partisan issue why it's I, that's also money in there it's money it's, it's all it's, money it's money fucking oil companies well we're out of time brother oh no alright <laughs> <laughs> well Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wigella. Follow me on Twitter, at Nick Wigella, on Instagram, at Nick Wigella. Follow us on Facebook, at Split Six Media. Jordan, what do you want to plug? Flat Sun, baby. <laughs> you can follow Jordan. I don't know where, but just follow him. Find him. Jorvid1. Jorvid1. Yeah. It's like V for uh, Vendetta. <laughs> Um, all right, guys. Uh, any last words, Jordan? Uh, flat moon. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for splitting six with us. And remember, it is more important, I think at least, to listen to what somebody else is saying than it is for them to listen to you. Thank you for splitting six with us. We'll see you next week.